Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. like to welcome you today. It's good to be with you again and especially want to welcome anyone who's new today. Can you hear me okay? Great. What I want to say is I want to welcome to today's gathering. <clears throat> I really like that word. I, I'm thinking of um, replacing the word satsang, which is an ancient Sanskrit word, which means meeting in truth the truth that is our connectedness. I like that. It's lovely, but a lot of people go, what, what is that? And that's all it is. It's just this, it's a gathering. <clears throat> and I like the word gathering because when we stop and tune in, which is, is an invitation for, is for you to stop because you find out that there's this swirling of you this movement of your mind, of your body, of your energy, of your emotions, of your aliveness. That's this almost like a spiral. It's a swirling. It's a gathering. And by stopping and bringing attention <clears throat> pardon me, within, so to speak, rather than to the all the things on the outside or in our mind that are busy planning, you know, and organizing all of that. We begin to sense what we may have not been sensing or feel what we may not have been feeling because it's been unconscious so that we could get done what we need to get done, take care of what we need to take care of. So this gathering is the sanctuary of you, is, is the realm where you learn to revere your own mysterious aliveness, as difficult as that can be. So welcome to the gathering of you and everything that's here. And may you give yourself the permission and the inner support that you may need right now just to simply be here, which may be difficult right now. However it is, begin to relax and open and gently come out of the story of you, the drama that's swirling around you, 
and pulls you in like a vortex. Totally fine. Don't fight that and don't blame yourself for what isn't in your control. Just simply notice it and go, oh. <laughs> I started tripping again, right? Tripping out. I like that word. It can be fun to trip out. It can be entertaining. It can be exciting. It can be fascinating and, and interesting and even filled with insight and revelations. And that's fine. Just when you've noticed that you've been tripping, so to speak, bring yourself back. Notice if you think less of yourself because you were tripping. That somehow, oh, well, I'm not very good at this. I can't really meditate. I can't sit still. No one can sit still. <laughs> Everyone's distracted. It's impossible to stop, truly. <clears throat> there is no stopping, really. That term is not quite accurate. It's, you know, we have language, limited language, but, but there's a kind of cessation of the unconscious conditioned self that is running on automatic pilot. There's that we learn by stopping, by being here, by developing the practice, the discipline, the art of inner attunement over and over and over again, because it takes practice and repetition. And, and that's fine. There's no, that's not fine. I, I was saying to a friend the other night or someone, that, you know, when I wanted to play the violin when I was four and I told my mom, I heard a violin playing and I thought, wow, I want to do that, right? <laughs> I went to her, I said, I want to play the violin. She said, okay, honey. And she went to look for a teacher who said he would start me when I was six. So I had to wait. Can you imagine being four and having to wait two years? That was impossible. I couldn't wait. <laughs> And I tell people, you know, when I got the violin out and I picked it up and I got the bow ready, I didn't automatically play, you know, the Bach double violin concerto. That didn't happen until I was 12. But we expect ourselves to be able to do that on some level that somehow we're just getting started. And actually this gathering is always starting each moment. That stillness is a perspective of being. It's not an attainment of tension or holding or rigidity, which some people think it is. They think it's a form that you now sit in called Zazen or or asana or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not 
it's actually the absence of form within the form. So yes, you learn the yogic skill of balance, alignment, breath, sensitivity, and eventually the body drops away. Just like when you finally develop the technique of playing the violin or any instrument, eventually, or even, uh, even playing basketball or any sport, same thing, <clears throat> you get beyond the technique and the skill and you go into the higher level of it where you're not doing it. Where the music is playing you where aliveness is living you and you are open to it. So. <laughs> it's really important to notice or be aware of any expectations you came in today with. Not to say that's wrong or you shouldn't have them, of course you have them. Of course you want to feel better. Of course you want to be more at peace. Of course you want to feel happy and loving and joyful and grateful, but you may not be feeling any of that. That doesn't mean there's something wrong. That just means that you're developing intimacy with your experience in a way that actually has the possibility of healing, transforming, and fulfilling. <clears throat> so I'm just like you, I'm learning all the time. I am I'm an explorer and a discoverer, just like you are right now in this awareness of this movement of you. The relative condition you and the infinite interconnected you. The old way, all the words are relative and absolute, you know, the the ego and the divine, whatever, whatever words doesn't matter. We think that they're separate and they aren't. That's why how you treat yourself, how you attend to yourself now is as important as the amount of energy or presence or clarity you have. They're, those aren't separate processes. <laughs> People think spirituality, that word, is about transcending humanity. One of my most important friends and mentors throughout since I was 20, for 50 years, Brother David Stanares, taught me early on when we first became friends, the purpose of spirituality is to become fully human. And he's such a beautiful example of it at 97. Still radiant and alive and vibrant. 
And I wrote to him on New Year's to see how he was. And he's in his monastery, his original monastery in Austria. How are you? And he's sending love and all that. And he wrote me right back and said, I'm doing well considering my age. <laughs> he had a picture of himself holding a branch with some leaves on it. And I thought, wow, 97. Amazing. He said, but I feel better now having heard from you. I thought, oh. He taught me what unconditional love is. He didn't give me a lecture. He didn't just sit down and tell me and give me ideas about it. He never said a word. He just was that, emanating it. That was his embodiment. And I got lucky enough to, to travel with him and live with him and be close to him and write letters to each other for a long time before computers were around. And just by being around, I never felt more loved in my whole life. I realized I didn't know what love was until I met him. So by being here in this gathering, we are all learning what love really is because we experience it here profoundly. <clears throat> and we experience the light and the connectedness or the healing process of where we are and how that works and how we can support that in our attention and how we bring attention. It isn't that we bring attention. That's good. That's the beginning, but it's then learning how you bring attention makes all the difference. And your attitude about how you're bringing attention makes all the difference. Those are essential ingredients in not being in the way of how the miracle of life truly is trying to work through you and as you. Suffering and struggling is resisting how it's working. And when you begin to learn and to surrender to how it's working, you will awaken, which is the beginning of understanding. And then you will heal and transform throughout the rest of your entire life. Don't believe me, that's useless. <laughs> You'll find out. Just be honest and pay attention. You'll see. So, welcome. I am deeply touched and grateful and appreciative to be here with you, all of you from all over the world. And I know how difficult it can be because I'm, I have a life too, <laughs> and it has difficulties too, believe it or not, plenty that need my attention. And a lot of times when I don't have the time or the energy or the bandwidth, so, and yet 
I'm very grateful because I have this consciousness that became awakened me at a young age because <clears throat> I was suffering terribly and I didn't want to go on. And somehow that dynamic led to what saved my life and gave my life meaning and direction to through to, and on <laughs> and still. <laughs> and as I said in our group, in our gathering the other day, we are the knowing that is clueless. And more and more and more, we learn to align with that profound wisdom of being, which is how the sun rises and how your brain was formed and how every other miracle that's unknowable and incomprehensible is in existence. And we are that. How could we be separate from it? We're actually a product of it. So if you're worried about not understanding, <laughs> relax into effortless not knowing. And let the power and the wisdom of your life force guide you. So we will just be in silence, meaning I'm not going to talk <laughs> um, for a little while and listen in to you. Give yourself the attention that you need and deserve right now. And maybe as someone saw, said in a group I was doing uh, the other day, lovely, when she referred to me talking about my mom comforting me when she was dying because I was crying and she was comforting me. I was wailing at her bedside. She was making nice on me, comforting me, self-soothing. So now when I'm in those moments in life that happen to all of us, when I'm overwhelmed, this just starts happening automatically. <laughs> Self, self-soothing. So that's okay. If that's where you're at, please give yourself that. A friend of mine just rescued a cat, two cats that lost their owner and it was very sad and went viral on the internet and he was the one who was chosen by the caretaker of these sweet beings to take care of them and they went to his home and he had everything set up and they were hiding under the bed. And he and I were talking and I said, you know, they're afraid. They're afraid. They'll, they'll, you've just got to give them some space. And he sent me a picture after a day or two where one of them had its little head resting on his leg. And I thought, oh, wow, you were the right person. Somehow that 
caretaker knew out of the hundreds that reached out. I just want to honor my friend and say, that's what works. Love is what works. So most of us have to learn or relearn or maybe learn anew. Maybe because we never knew it, never had it, what love is what unconditional love is. So, but you're made of that. And that is also very much the light and the consciousness and the interconnectedness. So, but as a human being, it, it evolves as the fragrance of unconditional love. I don't know how this all comes out of me. I really have nothing. I never have any ideas when I come here. It's really interesting. So thank you so much for your attention and for listening. And I hope it was useful and helpful to you. <clears throat> we'll sit a little while in silence now, and then we'll open it up for your questions and being together one-on-one uh, -on -one with everyone. Thank you. If you've gotten distracted or sidetracked, <clears throat> no problem. Just when you realize you're off somewhere, gently bring yourself back here. And notice how you do that. See if you can do it without judgment and gently, without force, without beating yourself up. And if you do, you are hard on yourself and most of us have learned to be hard on ourselves. Be really aware of that because that closes up the heart. So that's where you wanna pay attention to where there's resistance in you on a sensory level, on an energetic level, on a feeling level. <clears throat> that's not your fault. There's no blame. It's what you learn to cope and survive. End of story. We all know this. Okay. <laughs> yes, is there work, trauma work there that needs to be healed and often excavated? Of course. But that will happen in your therapy. That will happen in your meditation. That will happen here. That will happen throughout the rest of your life because that's just a natural movement of healing that happens. Healing is a natural function of life, just like plants growing are. So <clears throat> that's why I said how you bring attention right now is as important as whether you do bring attention. Because what you want to be more and more aware of, and you will, because it's it really is when you begin to understand what I'm actually trying to show you is that the way you pay attention literally opens up the gateway to the infinite 
fractal of discovery. It op awakening opens, it's, it's the possibility now of entering the infinite realm. But we're scared of the infinite. <laughs> the ego is terrified of letting go of control because it's survive, it's got us here. So be nice to your computer called your ego. If you're if you're if your computer is giving you a problem, don't hit it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> it's not going to improve it. That's how we treat ourselves with our self-abuse and our judgment and our comparisons and our false beliefs of how we're not enough. Not true. Oh, the pain is true of that, yes. Maybe even the experiences in one's life could add up to that if you were the jury and the judge in the courtroom of you and say, yep, it all adds up to, look, I'm screwed. <laughs> it's hopeless. <clears throat> I didn't get that so-called happy person's karma. I got this poker hand with not even a matching pair, <laughs> not even two of a kind. How am I going to play the game? How am I going to win? I'm going to bluff. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't work here. <clears throat> you can't lie to yourself and get away with it. <clears throat> you can't delude yourself and get away with it. You can try. That's the ego's little trick. Yeah, just kind of brush it off, marginalize it. <clears throat> you know, I learned at the age of 18, given my experience at that time, where I was living and what was happening, I learned through observation of others and myself that it's not possible to run away from yourself. Now, I know people try and they think, well, I'm just going to move here. And I'm going to have a new relationship, or I'm going to have a new job, or I'm going to have a new life, and it's all going to be better. And they're all excited and everything else. And then it isn't. And I have nothing but compassion and love for that learning process, because it's very painful and very difficult to discover that, as I like to say, you can only avoid yourself so long, you know, you can only avoid yourself so long before you are forced to evolve. So avoid as long as you want, honestly, it's fine. It's, I, I'm fine with people avoiding. I'm fine with people being distracted. I'm fine with people being heroin addicts and acting out and whatever. Because 
because my job is to welcome all of us in however we are. Because I know that judging and marginalizing parts of ourselves doesn't work. It all has to ultimately come back together into a wholeness. Even the part of you that doesn't want to live anymore. And that part was really operating when I was 16. That was what motivated me. Oh, yeah, I was a concert violinist and a straight A student, and I was going to go to Stanford Medical School. I didn't give a shit. Pardon me. That's my 16 year old. <laughs> he was angry. He was disillusioned. He was frustrated. He saw the successful people around him and thought, am I going to end up like them? They don't look happy. I don't want to end up like them. I want to, I, I'm not happy. I'm suffering. My parents are screaming and yelling at each other every day. I can't wait to get out of this place. I got to get out of this house. I can't be here anymore. I made a reverse calendar with little pieces of paper that I took the pieces off every single day of how long I'd have to be before I'd be done with school and I could escape. I could have my own life. I could get away from the trauma. That's what led me to face the wall, not knowing what I was doing, but I knew that I had to find something more than what I knew because I wasn't going to be able to live if I didn't. And that's what, that's what forced me to have this breakthrough that I didn't even know what it was, it, but it did save my life, gave my life meaning in a way that had no cognitive understanding at all and gave it direction, which today is still working and here and, and, is, and is what you are. It's true for you too. We're not any different. I'm not special. In fact, most of my life, I felt like I didn't even come close to measuring up and couldn't make it. And was alone and misunderstood most of my life. It was hard. There were many losses and tragedies and difficulties that were thrown at me one after another. But because of this consciousness that was here, somehow, I learned like you are that our spirit gets us through, doesn't it? So thank you for inspiring me. It's because of you that this is all coming out. So I don't do it, actually. I don't make it happen. I honestly have nothing to do with it. John is, <laughs> he's a slow learner and he's kind of a, he's kind of a kid who likes to play and have fun and do creative things. 
So as you're listening today, as we interact, and I may work with you or be with you personally, or you may be in the whole group, or you may be somebody that asked to be met with, and I may meet with you, and it may not be able to get to you. It's possible, and I'm sorry if I don't. I, I, it's not personal, really. I know it triggers people for good reason. I'm sure I've been in that position before. Or I'm not getting the sure I have. I'm not getting the attention I need and want. That's not a that's upsetting. So if you have that experience, I just want to honor you and tell you that I, I understand and appreciate that and wish and ask that you, when you have that trigger emerged in you, See if you can be with that in yourself. See if you can, whether or not I call on you. Because that will give you more benefit. <laughs> then that's going to really give you the benefit. And the energy of here, this connectedness that we're this gathering is powerful. And I hear from you all the time how powerful it is even just to be here, not necessarily to have an interaction. Often even when people aren't called on, they're issue what was being was going to be brought actually gets resolved or lifted off of them somehow miraculously and i know that i know that's true let's sit for a few minutes and then i'll ask who would like to meet with me today and i'll take I'll write your names down and then we'll continue today thank you for listening to me go on and on and on <laughs> Okay, I'd like to start with Nate, and then I'm going to work with um, Hanukkah next. So. Hey, John. Hey. Yeah, I just raised my hand because uh, I feel like I need support right now. Good. I'm glad you did. Thanks. Yeah, you you're aware of, yeah, you're you're aware of all the challenges I've been going through, and uh, on top of all of that, I lost my job last week, and uh, ever since then, I've just been in this crazy like avoidance pattern. I mean, just desperate, insane. Mm. Well, I hear you. And what's most important is that you're aware of it. Not that it's happening. That's honestly knee jerk. It's reflex. It's a reflex of survival for you. Okay. And for everyone, more or less one way or another. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of colors and shapes to that in the world, but not it's the same. So the fact that you're aware of it is what's important. And the fact that you're here, that's good news. 
because you're showing up in a way that if you're not ready to and not able to, you won't be here. You won't be able to be in this gathering. It'd be too uncomfortable. Yeah. I was actually there last week. I was I was here last week and I just didn't, it was so uncomfortable. I, it was the day after I lost my I job. Saw, I saw you, I saw you. Yeah. I saw you there on the floor. <laughs> and I was glad that you were there. I was, I was happy for you. Even though I knew you were having a very hard time. Yeah. So let's stop for a minute. And let's just have you tune in and I'm tuning in with you and everyone is tuning in with themselves. And for those who are also able to attune with you at the same time, we're all here. That's it. So I just want to thank you for this, for the courage and clarity of you that brought you here and is going through a very hard time. You're becoming much more present right now, but there's a lot of hurt. It's swirling around. Just be attentive to it gently, that's it. Just let the, let the light of this awareness that you are simply bring consciousness to that which is unconscious, to that which is in pain. That's all our job is here. not to fix it, not to figure it out, not to get rid of it, not to hold on to it, not to analyze it, not to make conclusions about it. None of that. Simply to put the light of consciousness <clears throat> on what is. Especially if there's resistance. That's where you really want to put it on the, on the, on that movement of avoidance, not to judge it or say something's wrong or I'm, you know, broken, flawed, right? Even though you may have those beliefs or thoughts or someone might, not true. Feels like it, but it's not true. Good. I'm saying good because I can see and feel the light of you expanding. That's what awakened to me at 16. I, that's what I said when I was 16. I could see and feel the light. I didn't even know what it was. I wasn't religious or spiritual. I didn't know anything about any of this. Not for a long time. Yeah, I feel it too. I know you do. And that is literally what's referred to as the saving grace. 
I wish I had more access to that. Like, I feel like I have access. You know, yeah, but what would that get? What do you, what do you, that's your ego now wanting to be happy. You, yeah. It, it isn't about having more access to it. That doesn't work. That's, that's ego wanting to have more, having a better state. Just feels, it just feels good. Of course. And you, and that's what you want is you want to feel good. Yeah, like I've been feeling really, really, really bad. That's right. And you really don't want to feel bad. No. Thank you. And so the only way to feel really, really, really good is to follow the wisdom of Rumi. You know, the poet, he said, in this context, he said, in his poetic way, Just walk through the fire and don't mind the sparks. And you'll end up in the sweet flowing water. If you avoid the sparks, you'll only burn more in them. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is the, let me just put it real clearly to you. I've not, uh, I've not only gone to hell and been there and gone through it, but I've gone through it countless times. Because hell isn't out there or in some future reality, it's within us and so is heaven. Even Jesus supposedly said that the kingdom of heaven was within. I know that's true. And you're feeling that and you want more of that. You want more of heaven and less of hell if you want to put it in you know, old terms. Very right? accurate. It's very accurate. Yeah, exactly. So I'm supporting you and not figuring this out and believing me, but rather find out what happens when you simply bring your attention, turn towards the aversion, the not wanting, the pain, how bad, the bad feeling. Because if you focus on wanting more better feeling and wanting more energy, next thing you know, you're going to be, you know, acting out and caught in the compulsive movement. All compulsive movements are avoidance if they're compulsive. Right. Compulsive is literally reflex. It's, it's, it's just, it's, there's, there's really no fault there. Does it have negative consequences? Yes. Is it harmful to oneself and others? Often. Yeah. But this is the way that works. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't believe it. I know because I've, I've learned the hard way like you are, like all of us are. And, and the truth, the good news is you're awake, Nate. You're not unconscious. You're actually incredibly conscious. And you're very much available for the light. That's right. So don't think you can get more of it because when the more you turn towards the, the hard, the difficult, and the more you don't resist it, the more it will transmute and it will then naturally brighten the bright, not because you made that happen. That's how enlightenment works. That's why the Buddha said suffering is the way. 
He said, this, you, it's the raw material for enlightenment. It is essential. Your suffering is essential for your happiness. I know it sounds really weird, but it's true. Get it? I think I get that. So, it's, so, so what you're learning is how to turn towards the bad feeling in a way that doesn't fight it, that doesn't resist it, that doesn't believe it, that doesn't try to get rid of it, that doesn't try to, you know, sidestep it and just be happy. That's not how happiness really works. Good. You're getting, you're getting it. I can feel your field opening more. So let's just sit together. <clears throat> That's enough words. You can watch the video later. You can, we'll send you the recording. It'll be available to everyone eventually. This is, this is the most important teaching there is with you right now. So thank you for this offering here. It's incredibly important for you, for me, for everyone. Thank you. Oh yeah, you're beautiful. When I first met you, I couldn't believe how beautiful you are and how radiant and how talented you are, how artistically gifted you are. It's true. It's true. So you're finally ready for this. How long has it taken? How long have we known each other? Three, four years. Yeah, you're doing great. That's Thanks. better than four lifetimes. <laughs> yeah. Or 40 lifetimes. Yeah. You're doing great. I know it sucks. Thanks. Yeah, I think sometimes the the increased awareness makes it seem like I'm doing worse, you know, because I'm so aware. Oh, I, thank yeah. you. That's yeah. that's a, that is that is a gem. That that should be turned into a meme somehow. We can talk about it later. No, honestly, that is exact. That's what people believe. No, it's yeah. actually not true. It just means that it's healing. Don't you know when you're healing, it can really hurt a lot. Yeah. When you've broken your arm or you've got a cut or something, or you've had a surgery and you're recovering. Oh my God. Or you have indigestion, which I get, and you have like gas pain. It's the, you know, they, the surgeons told me the gas pain is the worst pain there is. Hmm. After one of my big surgeries, I was having horrible gas pain. It was, it was like, it was, I thought I was going to die. Hmm. And they were like, oh, well, you'll be fine. I was like dying. <laughs> and I was so screwed up from internal bleeding. You know, I didn't even recognize myself. My whole body was swollen and horribly purple. It was hideous. And I was this, you know, human. So I, I didn't even feel human. I don't know what I was. And I managed when I could start walking in the, you know, intensive care unit or wherever I was for all that time, which was a long time. I mean, I had, I was hooked up to these, you know, thing and all these tubes and everything coming out. And I was just, it was, I was walking down the hallway slowly 
And it reminded me of being a monk in the monastery doing walking meditation. It was just, and I had a body that I didn't even recognize internally. I, nothing was familiar to me, nothing. But the nurses would come in to take care of me to do this and that constantly. And I'd say, how are you? They'd say, how are you? And I go, uh, how are you? And they couldn't believe I was asking them how they were because nobody ever asked them. Yeah. For they sure. started being happy coming in to see me, even though I was, you know, almost a goner. Wow. I luckily made it. I'm not kidding. Lisa was there through the whole thing. I don't know if she's listening right now. Thank you, honey G. You were amazing. You were amazing. We're all amazing. We're all here for each other. We're all here for each other and ourselves. That's how this works. We need the support. I needed all the support I've had. I've needed a lot of support. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make us less than, that's ridiculous. That makes us human, more lovable, more approachable. Yeah. It feels good to receive your support right now. I've, thank you. I have known you for this amount of time. And honestly, this is not going to sound right, but you have never been better. <laughs> I believe you. It doesn't, it's not because you, yeah, you're not feeling groovy, but you yeah. will. Yeah. You will. Yeah, I believe that's possible. And you've seen it. You've been. You've been through it enough now where you know that's going to happen. Yeah, I definitely have a cycle. <laughs> so you know what that means? Mm -hmm. Hang in there when it's the worst. Because mm -hmm. yeah. that spirit of you knows that even though the rest of you is ready to end it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been there more than once. I get it. Let's sit for a minute and then I'll work with Monica. We'll sit a few minutes. Yeah, we'll sit. You and I will sit together. I want to thank you for everything. Thank you, John. You're a gift. You are. You're a beautiful, beautiful human being, a sensitive, loving, caring human being. And you're learning how to give that to yourself. So our talk, my talk today was very relevant for you. It was, yeah, I noticed. Yes. And, but we're all learning how to take care of ourselves in a way that actually works. In a way that most of us didn't get because we grew up in traumatic homes or abusive homes or homes where we weren't loved, where we weren't seen, where we weren't heard, where we weren't appreciated. In fact, where we were rejected and thrown out on the street. or whatever. So you made it.
So just bring gentle attention to wherever there's hurt. And that gentle attention is the, is the true power of unconditional love and light. Okay, Hanukkah, whenever you're ready. So I think it's just unease with um, the absence of the usual drama. There is this, uh, I know it's it's not a real question maybe, but I just feel, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just an absence and I don't know uh, what to do with it. Well, how about with, well, why don't we just sit with it? Yes, please. So just sit and relax. And notice whatever isn't at ease right now about it. That's right. That's what you need to do is to bring attention there. Good. But don't think about it. Yeah, I see. You were thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to, that's when we're working on this level, that only helps if thought leads to release, which it often does not. It often leads to avoidance and more resistance. Yeah, now you're opening. Good. I think that's working. Beautiful. So there's a, yes, there's been a deepening into stillness. But don't look for a meaning or, you know, go out and read a bunch of things to find out where you are or what it means and all that stuff. Because I know that there are people out there that have published that kind of unhelpful information. Um, in fact, often <laughs> in the way. Uh, so come on back. Yeah. We don't need to have a conversation. That's right. That's just... Notice how on a more subtle level, in a different way than I was working with Nate, you're avoiding. There's avoidance. That's all. So that's all you need to bring attention to. It's just subtler now because the drama is not as loud. But, but the avoidance is still going on. It's just subtle. <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets very subtle. It gets so subtle it becomes almost molecular and it becomes energetic. That's why stopping and paying attention is an important practice to develop because otherwise you're not gonna notice it. No way. People say, oh, I meditated on the bus when I was commuting to work. I'm going, okay, well, that's one kind of, let's just say, kind of paying attention, but it's not the kind of 
training you're going to get when you're in a quiet environment and you're still and you're paying attention in a very deep way you're not going to get that problem you might be able to it's going to be a lot harder that's exactly right good so you got it didn't you good yes you know what it's beautiful to see the change don't think about it just keep turning towards the resistance the avoidance and see what happens just keep enjoy just keep being blown away by it or or worried about it but i'm here to reassure you that it's you're you're going in the right direction no question yeah there was some worry there, there I, was, I know i know i can not, tell i'm an anxious person so that's you know it's always it's always yeah, of course so so people who have fear or have fear-based we either have fear-based survival conditioning, we have need-based survival conditioning, or we have aggression-based survival conditioning. Those are the three energies, head energy, heart energy, and gut energy. And the Enneagram, for anybody who's into that, is based on those three types of energies, the nine points. It's very interesting. But I have studied that, actually. But ultimately, ultimately, the point of the Enneagram is to develop more compassion towards oneself and others. That's all. It isn't a way to you know, put yourself in a, to compartmentalize yourself and have another identity called, I'm a whatever, a, a one or a two or a three or four or a, way, a nine, right? Yeah, don't, don't compartmentalize yourself. But notice that that, because when you do, whenever we do in any way, that is, that's just wanting to be safe wanting to feel reassured. And it's okay to want to feel reassured. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I, I love this conversation because, yeah, I, everything is, all my survival is based around fear. Okay. And now even there, so there, there's now even, or there was even fear about this nothingness, about. Yeah, of course, of course. So and that, It's actually and I, the same thing over and over. Of course it is. And what, of course it isn't exactly. And I, and I will, let you know that in my own experience, whether or not it's how yours unfolds, that there was a kind of fear that was there until there was an, a major integration that happened where that wasn't there anymore. The fear of extinction. <laughs> yes, that's right. You can't make that happen. You, I, you can't force it. I, my first profound experience of that was when I was 16. It was a complete death experience. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write about it in detail. I have never really told the story or written it fully. And it was, yeah, it was a full bone enlightenment, but I was still a messed up, you know, 16 year old with plenty to work on. It wasn't like happy, <laughs> anything but. But it's taken this long to integrate to here. But I think it was 1995, there was a huge integration of consciousness that I was in, I was in an altered state for probably six months solid, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It was like I was, forgive me for saying, like having orgasm 24 hours a day, seven days a week for six months. And it was light connected to everything nonstop for the whole time. And I was functioning 
which was bizarre. And I could understand just wandering off and just sitting on a park bench like Eckhart or living in a, you know, living on a street somewhere and just being, and it made total sense to me, but I thought it's not going to work here, maybe in India, but not here. Right. And then more was going to be revealed and more evolving of John was going to happen. It was just, there's no end to this, no end to it. But that fear was gone. I didn't make it happen. I had given up trying to make it happen by then, but I knew it was happening when it happened. And I just, as I described then, it was like I was a dried up leaf under a magnifying glass in the sun and I just burned to a crisp. I just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, that was, it took a year and a half to integrate it, at least. The intensity lasted six months, I think. It was fun. You could, it's amazing what happens when we really pay attention. Oh. It's working for you, working for sure. Working for everyone here, believe it or not. I know a lot of people would argue with me about it, but I'm happy to meet with them and talk about it. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care very, very much. Yeah, good to see you. I'm going to work with CJ next and then Cameron. Hey, CJ. Hey, John. Hi. Hi. Um, wow, just so much pain in my heart right now. And I, I have no idea what's going on. When you say pain in your heart, are you talking emotionally? No, just physical. Like I feel just uh, pain in my back, pain in my heart, just physical. Like, wow, it really hurts. No idea. Maybe you should lie down. Um, Does that lying down help? Uh, I, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's just the energy moving. Yeah. I'm just changing my posture. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have a lot of indigestion. I have a lot of pain in my gut right now, and I need to lie down. <laughs> Do you want to lie down? <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I can I can I think I'll make it. <laughs> we can we can be in pain together. Okay, good. So, well, what is it that you want or need right now? Just to sit with you for a little bit to see if are I are you comfortable. Are you in a balanced position? I think so. Well, see if you can maybe rebalance yourself a little bit so you uh, you can just sometimes when we're sitting or doing practice, we want to make micro adjustments with posture if we're upright. That's what I'm doing. I have a good chair where I can have lots of angles so that the force of gravity works differently through the tissue, right? 
you don't want to just be held in a in a position all the time. You want to have slight movement and adjustability. Even Feldenkrais was very big on that. Uh, Moshe Feldenkrais, if you're familiar with the Feldenkrais method. <clears throat> So work with stillness, but um, you are moving. Are you aware of that? Yeah, okay. See if you can be still, not by holding it, just by being aware of that, whenever that movement is. What is that? The ball chair. You want me to go? Oh, yeah. And when you get up, would you turn off that video thing that's in the background? It's very distracting. There's a video. Yeah, just turn it away. Thanks. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. That's not the right thing to be sitting on here. Okay, good. I mean, you can if you want, but it's, 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 it's going to get in the way. It's going to, it's going to, Increase avoidance. Yeah, and I'll try to be still. That's better. Feel your feet on the ground, separate hands on your legs, separate breath in the belly. Don't think, don't get into thinking, stay out of thinking, that's better. Just be, just allow stillness now, that's it. If you're aware of the pain, be aware of that at the same time, that's fine. So stillness, breath, pain, okay? And I'll sit with you. Of course, anything that can relax, let it, but don't do that. Don't move around to relax. Do not move to relax. Just let relaxation happen naturally. Okay. Yeah, good. What I want you to notice, don't talk, I want you to notice this. Is where is there, or how is there being presented in you resistance or avoidance? Don't talk yet. Is it a holding? Is it some kind of uh, trying? Is it a wanting? What is it? That's it right there. You just put your attention on it. What's that? What is that? Do you know? That's wanting. it. You're, you're going deeper. What is it? Wanting. That's it. Good. I'm going to move on to Cameron. 
That's exactly what you need to pay attention to. <laughs> Wanting is in the way of receiving. Want, yeah. Okay. Big hugs. Thank you. You're welcome. Cameron, I'll be with you soon. Yeah, isn't that wild? Wanting is in the way of receiving. <laughs> yeah, so that's wanting is about getting, but receiving isn't, but getting isn't fulfilling. Receiving is fulfilling. It's very different, completely different. The opposite, because when you want and get, you always want more. There's no end to that cycle of greed. Yeah, that's compulsive. There's nothing wrong with wanting. That's human nature. I'm not making it wrong. I'm just simply saying it's important to pay attention to that subtle difference. You'll see it in yourself very easily, especially when you want results. Being here, for instance, or on retreat when you come next week to retreat. <clears throat> so this is really important to recognize this because the wanting is very much a part of believing and identity and separation and suffering, and they're all connected. It's not that, and people think, well, I'm going to stop wanting. I'm going to get rid of all my possessions. I'm going to get rid of all my wants. That doesn't work either. You can't do that. That's like saying you're going to get rid of your need to eat, your need to sleep and be comfortable. No, that's human nature. It's fine. It just needs to be, uh, it just requires attention in a way that CJ and I just worked on and is actually quite important for opening, for opening to happen <clears throat> naturally. Okay, Cameron. All right. Hey, John. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's sit together a little bit before you launch in. Okay. Good to see you. Good to see you too, yeah. Thanks. Why don't you close your eyes unless you prefer to have them open? I sure. want to find out for you what's less distracting. Okay. In other words, where you're more present. So let's start with clothes. Let me tune in with you. Yeah, your head's pulling back. So that's interesting. That means you're, you know, protecting. Okay. So can you feel that you're protecting? It's like a tension, but yeah. Yeah, can you just be aware of that tension? There you go. Good. Good. Just keep bringing awareness to where there's tension. That's good. Oh, good. Oh. That tension has been blocking your heart opening. Mm -hmm. 
Because as soon as you brought attention to the tension, your heart started getting more open automatically. You didn't make that happen. Okay. But what you did was you paid attention to the tension. That's our job is to bring attention to what we don't want to feel. That's, that's all we have to do. That's the hardest thing there is. That's what practice is. You get that? Just attention. Yes. Otherwise you're in these ideas and fantasies because you and I were communicating about it recently about yeah. what's, what you're, what you heard someone talk about and what you believe about it. Somebody who's, you know, talk, there's a lot out there that's, you know, let's just say, you can have lots and lots of beliefs about it, but you're now on the front. Now you're climbing the mountain. You're on Everest. Okay. That's good. <laughs> and and yeah. you need to know where the next handhold is or where the next foothold is. And because your life depends on it. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. What's funny is, yeah, yeah. No, never. Yeah. It's not important, but. You're learning, you're doing, you're really learning and it's hard to learn, yeah. truly learn because true learning is evolving. Intellectual learning isn't learning. That's just gathering information and thinking you know something and then you're smart or you believe something, but that's not, that's not freedom. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel yeah. like, yeah, I have like, I've had the like sort of, I mean, I'm sure this happens a lot to people, but like, you know, you're, you're climbing and then you like, feel like you sort of drop, you know, like, it seems like, like, like you fall off or something. Right. This is kind of what Nate was saying. Yeah. yeah. You, you think you are falling off. Yeah. That's what it's felt like. I understand that. And then there's a belief about it, isn't there? Yeah. But the beliefs are lessening now, which is good, but I still want to talk about it because it's still there. Yeah, Just tell me what one of the beliefs are. When you fall um, off, what does that mean to you? Oh yeah, so like basically, I'm gonna live unconsciously, right? And yeah, like, and then how do you feel about that? Oh, I'll just worst possible. You know what that means? You know what you know what that means? You're not going to. Even though, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's your fear. Despite the fact that it's been, it's getting like by God. I mean, God. But you don't. But you're not qualified to measure. You're not qualified to assess what that falling off was. Yeah. What you're calling falling off. It's so awful though. Like you're, I know, I know, but you're not in control. So unbelievable. Like how, how I believe I I know. I do know. Yeah. It's disturbing. Quite yeah, disturbing. But, yeah. but like Nate, you got here. Yeah. If you had truly fallen off, you wouldn't be here. Sorry, my gut's really hurting. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I keep getting like signs and things like, you know, like, and that's like assuring, right? So like when I ask, I get what I need, you know, and that's like really assuring, like, oh, okay, I'm still here. I'm not off. Like life is still here to support me, you know? You're doing really well. Tell me, do you mind if I ask how old you are? Sure. Uh, 23. Yeah. Yeah. I'm young, but like, it, it doesn't, I mean. You're I'm not like, yet. Your, your being is ancient. Yeah, I think you're so. in a 23 year old. I don't think so. <laughs> you're in a 23 year old body. Yeah, yeah. I understand this problem. Yeah. It's not easy to be have, let's just say, very developed consciousness in a 23 year old body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it is. No, but you got me. Yeah. yeah. And you've got all of us here and you have this support and you're here. So you didn't fall off. 
you're yeah. just evolving. It just hurt and it was scary and it made you worry. Yeah, yeah it really did. I know. Why do you think I called at you? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I knew you were you were having a hard time. Yeah. It's better than it was like uh, yeah, like recently. Like I right know, now. But it but it helps to have a little talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It helps to get a little bit of clarity and a better attitude about it. That's what I was saying in my talk today. It's uh -huh. not just how you bring attention to it, because that's very important, but it's also the attitude you have about it. And that's what takes time to develop. So you can't just read that in a book and then think, oh, yeah, well, I know that now. That doesn't work that way. Yeah. I right? think, yeah, sorry. So partially, I don't know if I should even go into this because I don't no, know. No, no, no. Let's, we're, we're done. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about because that's what's, I, that's all I got. Like, <laughs> and, you know, that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to, we're going to, we're going to wind it down now. Okay. So notice the need to talk. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really, you know, close your eyes. It's okay that you want to. Yeah. And that you need to. But see if you can open to that vulnerability of needing that, of the need. If you talk, you won't feel it. That's right. Can you feel it? The vulnerability, the fear, the needing, the need, feel the need to talk. Yeah, it's like, it's all, it's, it's, I understand that need. Can you feel it? Not heavily. Okay. Can you, that's your homework along with the other one, both of them, okay? okay? You're more present now, close your eyes. Yeah. You're more present now. You're going back up. <laughs> Stop measuring where you are. It feels like you fell down. There is no falling down. There is no going up. We're only here. Here is infinitely unknowable, trust me. Don't trust me, actually, you can't. You'll find out. Yeah. You'll find out the hard way, like you are, like all of us are, like I, had, like I have. You really are. Now, let's sit a little longer because you truly are opening and, you're, and you have a beautiful presence. That's right. There it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Relax, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna make it. It's already done. Let that, let that, good, good. You're getting more in touch with your vulnerability. This is progress for you. Congratulations, this is very evolved for a 23 year old, trust me, very evolved. Okay, good work. Right. Big hugs to you. You're doing great. Thanks, John. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Hang in there. You're doing great. Okay. So let's all be together now for the next 10 minutes. And I want to say I, I, I'm very aware of Jake and Amy and Yana and Hassan and Lucy and Sadie and Mehdi and Eliza and Morton, who I didn't get to today. And I'm sorry to each and every one of you. Honestly, I wish I could have. No. I'll get you when we when we do get to each other. Okay. I hope I'll see you soon. 
and I'll be here for you. But I think the way we're working here and the way that individuals are and the way I'm emphasizing these groups now, the gatherings is, I think it's um, universal and useful for a lot of people. I'm learning constantly from you. So bring yourself back if you've wandered off. Even if it's uncomfortable right now or difficult. Even, and if there's struggling in any way, if there's resistance in any way, you know, you'll know it, you'll feel it. Bring attention to it. The wanting, the needing, the intensity. the fear. The anxiety. The longing. The anger. The frustration. Even if you're at peace and feeling radiantly connected. If there's any wanting that to continue. That's also in the way. As you bring consciousness to what's in the way, slowly in its own way, in its own time, it dissolves. And then you find yourself effortlessly at peace. Again, I want to thank all of you for your beautiful attention and your commitment to yourself to be here for yourself. That's really, a, it's admirable and, and, and beautiful. It is an honor and a privilege and a joy for me to be with you. And I very much look forward to being with all of you who will be joining me on retreat this week, starting Friday. And for everyone else, I just wish you the best until I'm back. I'm, I am about to celebrate my 70th birthday. <laughs> and, uh, and that's coming up very soon. And then and I'm going to be celebrating that and I'm going to be uh, traveling and having friends and family join me to celebrate and it's going to be a lot of fun. And so that's why I'm going to be away for a little while. And then I'm going to my brother in law's wedding and 
that's going to happen. So I'm kind of preoccupied a little bit. So you know how it is. And I'll be back. First, I'll be here this week on retreat. I very much look forward to it. I love retreat. Such a, it's, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the great Vietnamese Zen master and peace activist, he used to call them treats. I like that. It's like, it's a treat, you know, to give yourself that time of, of uh, nurturing and healing. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Lots of love. Happy trails. Bye for now. Thank you so much.